1: Got
0: it. Quote
2: with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra fifteen percent off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now thirty-five to seventy percent off, and twenty-five percent off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift card, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com/star rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
0: go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
3: From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk.
2: The Orioles are now a third of the way through spring training. In a related story, the Orioles still only have three definite starting pitchers. So which potential starter should we be buying and which starter should we be selling?
3: Manny Machado is off to a red hot spring training. Is he the next Jake Fox?
0: Mike Wright is now Mike Wright Jr. Are we supposed to, is he in disguise as a new player? Or are we supposed to forget about the past three or four years, Mike Wright? I'm Josh Soroka. I'm Bert Rohde. And I'm Matt
2: Soroka. All that and more on this edition of Section
1: 336. Section 336.com <laughs> Buckle up, birds, Be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Josh and ready to fly most best,
0: section 336, the number one sports broadcast, hit your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Oreos.
1: What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases, this is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I like how we had the intro music playing on Facebook and it was just the. Uh, you, you, usually, it's just a black screen with the words of our, our right. intro song. But this time, it was a black screen, the words of our intro song, and then Bert's face. Right, and a,
0: a, a frustrated-looking Bert, <laughs>
2: utterly
3: bored face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, shoot! I, I mean, I, I thought we usually get irritable Bert, but this, this could be. This could really. Uh, this could be. This could be good.
3: <laughs> the new records of irritability tonight, yeah. boys. Yeah.
2: All right well well we uh let, let let's jump into some baseball Orioles talk. Bert teased at the opening the and I know there's been I'm jumping around the Orioles talk because I know there's been some what you don't want to talk Ravens and uh more Kaepernick news uh, I was just afraid that someone's gonna mention what has turned into lettucegate about uh the the lack of consumption of the entire lettuce.
0: Head. right you mean because our show is an hour not a two hour and like 15 minute like some other show.
2: yeah so there's oh, been some get
0: some out, some out of here lettuce.
3: i <laughs> ate my whole i ate my whole head of lettuce in 45 minutes you guys I oh because s- their show's only an hour <laughs> uh, I, I, my the my root the root of the head of lettuce got sour
0: and bitter oh I couldn't it was handle it. Uh, I, I continued it i ate a lot so was mine <laughs> yeah i don't know yours yours somehow was able to compact into a nice Uh, hamburger size. Mine would not squeeze that tight. I had a nice big full head of lettuce. My head of
3: lettuce was the same size as you guys.
0: Hey, I don't know. Maybe we just talked more on the show. That's that's probably true.
2: Yeah. I like um, Bleacher Birds. I don't know who that is on Twitter, but Bleacher Birds kind of uh, called out Adam Jones.
0: That would be who they are on Twitter would be Bleacher Birds.
2: Right, but I assume that's not their real name. You okay. think their name is Bleacher Birds?
0: No, but yeah, okay. First name Bleacher, last name Birds? Yeah, they they tried to drag us into a uh, into Adam Jones' Twitter anger.
2: We said, I said this on Twitter before. You
0: notice, we all stayed back.
2: I never, at Cap10, I never even, in, 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 when I tweet, I don't even write the name Adam, because I think I'll find it and think it's him. So I have friends, like a <laughs> friend of the show, Adam Schetzel, who I won't even tweet at him in fear that Adam Jones will think I'm tweeting about him. And Adam Jones sees everything that, that, you, that, you, that you tweet about. All right. So Bleacher Birds said um, he suggested that for a milkshake, Adam Jones needed to add some coconut. And Adam Jones responded with, yeah, I need what I got. But thanks for the wreck. Also, can't stand coconut. So we have Adam Jones here on record as being a coconut hater. I just, and then Bleacher Bird, the, his response is great. I love his response was a gif of Adam Jones drinking coconut water. All right. <laughs> which <laughs> which, well said. And I just sat back with my popcorn and watched without commenting, just favoriting
0: a couple of tweets. Right, because we're not getting involved in the Adam Jones uh, Twitter argument.
2: Yeah, but Adam Jones does not like coconuts. Which we added as an audio clip. Which in now... I, two, two thoughts on Adam Jones not liking co- coconuts. Number one, I don't like coconut either. I think it's gross and disgusting. Bert's the only one here that even likes it. Yes. That coconut water. I love it. It was not good. It's one of my yeah. favorites. I, I didn't want to say anything too bad because it could have been a potential sponsor. Right. But that was the nastiest thing I've ever drank in my life.
0: We like the people. They sent us a, real, a nice case of coconut water and everything. We like the company. Yeah. But I'm not a coconut. So
2: singer. I don't hate him for not liking coconut. On the other hand, we pride our show on being... Home of coconuts for coconut watchers only. And that he would go Absolutely. out there and slander coconuts via Twitter. uh It doesn't sit well with me.
0: Nah, I don't care. Okay, There's a difference. I, I'll slam coconut too. It's different than our listeners. Okay. Our listeners are, are a different type of coconut. That's right. That's right.
3: I think the whole coconut thing. I mean, aside from being anti millennial, yeah. but it originated with that drink they were drinking in the dugout last year. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we and we kind of a, adopted that as a, that's the official drink know, of Section Thirty Six. Sort of it is. Yeah. yeah it regardless is. of if you di- regardless of if you like it or not, it's the official drink. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Sometimes I'll take it into the stadium, but I, 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 I this is a little tricky, a little behind the scenes action. I dump out all the coconut water, I put just regular water, and I just drink the regular water. In the coconut water bottle. All right. <laughs> Hashtag true confessions. All right. So there I'll is. just
3: bring actual coconut that I cracked open from home and eat that at the stage. Yeah, that's
0: hardcore. Yeah, but you are a hardcore coconut. I want to see you crack it open at Camden Yards. You know, like it, be be like full survivor at Camden Yards and be busting that in the you uh, would... in the walkway.
3: I would need to bring in a hammer, and I don't think they'd let me bring a hammer into the ballpark. No,
0: I but I'll gladly crack one open. I'll
3: crack one open live on the show sometime. I watch,
0: I watch Survivor. They just take it and hit it with a big rock. So you just got to go up to one of those railings right. and just slam it because you've got nothing else to do. Yeah, I guess I could
3: do that. <laughs> well, come June, if we st- we're still go into a game two or three times a month, I will have nothing else to do. Still- uh, it'll be crap baseball to watch.
0: I hope not. Just don't <laughs> drop it. If you drop a coconut off from section 336, you could kill someone.
3: Yeah, there's no protective netting uh, if I were to drop a coconut on somebody's head.
0: Right.
2: So, Bert, you mentioned me- me- that Manny Machado has been in fuego just to start the, the, the spring training. Here, here, That's here, true. Here, here are the stats. He's had 14 official at-bats. In those 14 at-bats, he's scored six runs. He has nine hits in those 14 at-bats. He has three doubles and two home runs. That's right, five extra base hits out of those nine hits, and then three walks for an average of six four three, a batting average of seven oh six, a slugging of a slugging percentage of one point two eight six, and a ridiculous, redonkulous OPS of one point nine nine two. He has been as hot as is humanly possible for a baseball player to be to start spring training. Bert, what does that mean?
3: I don't know. He also said uh, said to the media after the game the other day that the Orioles are going to surprise a lot of people. And he said he's going to he's working hard that he plays his best. And and this is the quote I saw. I actually saw the video of him giving an interview where he said he's going to play as hard as he can for April, May, June, and July. And he <laughs> stopped at July. He did not say <laughs> August,
0: September, October. Why? Because he's um, not an Oriole after July.
3: That's that was my thought. <laughs> well then I have to pause um, to I, 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 j- I joked <laughs> i joked that he's the the next jake fox obviously i'm being facetious there but um you know it, it's that's how you want to start off spring training for sure for a guy who's probably only seeing three innings of action every game um you know it, it may even out to more realistic numbers if he were playing nine inning games for every exhibition game he starts but um I'm not complaining about it. That's for sure. It's it's given uh, Orioles fans a little something to be happy about and look forward to. The offense is producing.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it matters at all, but I, I but I I will say this: last year he got off to a notoriously slow start right. in April. So you hope he can get off to a hot start. Now, what that means for the team, what that means for his trade value. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it means anything right now in 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 March, but that could potentially mean something in April and May and June if you're trying to move him, um, or right. if you want to stay in contention, it's really important that he gets off to a hot start. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, if you're looking at one guy, the way Manny Machado plays this season helps out himself. He has a lot to play for himself, and it helps out the Orioles the better he does. So, yeah, that's huge. You know, but, I, I was thinking about the Manny
2: Machado situation. I know we talked about it at length. This kind of reminds I I've, I fully... I've struggled a lot with how I want to approach it and what I want the Orioles to do and how I feel, but I, I feel comfortable now in the situation. All right. It, it reminds me of a, a, a girlfriend I had in college. Okay,
0: I was going to say because we've never had this situation before with the Orioles. Yeah. So there's nothing that we can don't compare this to a, a previous season. It's not. I'm not something. I'm going to compare it to
2: a girlfriend in college, and I feel safe doing this because uh, the wife does not listen to the podcast. So I think I'm okay sharing this story.
0: Thought you've been with your wife since you were like. Fourteen. Yeah,
2: well, I have been. Two two things can be true. There was also the, the, the this girl at college. And okay. I knew. I knew from day one, like, this wasn't going to end well. Like, we weren't going to end up together. This wasn't right. forever and ever. It's
0: like, like, it's like the Boy Meets World girl at the ski trip.
2: Yes, exactly. That's a good comparison. I shouldn't use my name. I should use Corey Matthews. And what was the
0: name of that girl? It wasn't Topanga. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll look it up while you tell your story. It was a
2: boring name, like Jennifer or something. Anyway. So, so, Corey knows the entire time that that thing with Jennifer, whatever her name is, who's not Topanga, is not going to end well. Lauren. Lauren. That's what it was. I knew it was something boring like that. Mm. And so, he knew that it wasn't going to end well. And so, at this point, like, you have a couple options. So, 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 Corey could see this and Corey could say, you know what? I know this isn't going to end well. We're not. This is this isn't Corey and Lauren show. So I'm gonna walk away now. Or <coughs> Corey could take the other approach, and double say, down, and say, you know what? I know this is not going to end well. But screw it. I'm gonna have a couple good weeks or a couple good months, and then it's all going to blow up in flames, and my heart's going to be torn, and I'm gonna be bitter and angry. But I'm gonna enjoy these two months. Gosh darn it! And so that's how I feel. And, and the the 21 year old version of myself was like. Let's enjoy it and go down the flames. And the 34-year-old version of myself is saying, "Let's let's let's ride it out and go down in flames." And I so I, I, I'm <laughs> set on the fact I want to watch Manny Machado 162 more times in Earl's uniform. I want to watch him the entire season. And I know what that means. I know at the end of the season, I'm going to be pissed at the Orioles for getting nothing for him. I'm going to be pissed at Manny Machado for 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 leaving. For, for leaving. And if you trade him in July, you would get something back for him so I'd feel better about it. And I would not hate Manny because it wasn't Manny's choice to leave. The Orioles traded him. But now, but I don't care. I still want to take this thing to the end. Carpe diem. Ride it into flames. I want to see Manny Chado 162 more times. And then I'm going to weep and cry and be angry angry and bitter and be worse off than I was before. But I, but I, I still want to do it because I'm a fool. I want to. I want Manny Machado to not be traded. I want him to stay the entire season. I've made peace with that, even but, though I know it's the wrong. But decision. I think
0: I think the 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 problem with your argument is the number 162, because if we're just going to see 162 Oriole games this year, then we've got to trade Manny as soon as possible. <laughs> Whatever you can get stuff for him. We should have traded him this offseason. If you can go out and sign Lynn Kashner, Arietta Moustakas, one of these guys that can help you put you over that hump. So maybe we at least get 163, at least get into that wildcard playoff. Then you, I want to see Manny 163 games, all right, 165 so games, whatever.
2: So to use the Corey Matthews example, if there's a chance that I could get engaged to Lauren here, I can stick it through. But if I uh, know, uh, yeah, if I know that Lauren and I are going to break up after a month, it's not. I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, we can stay up all night with Manny Machado. Yeah, but we got to make a decision in the morning.
2: Okay, you see, I'm, I know I'm 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 gonna continue to 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 not tell Topanga, I'm, I'm gonna play this thing out with Lauren, even though I know it's not gonna end well. But
0: see, I think if you get if you get if you get into August and into September, and you don't have a shot, and your season's over in mid August, then Topanga found out you got caught.
2: Right, and it's gonna suck, and it's gonna yeah, be it's terrible. Gonna suck. I know, but I don't care. I don't care. I, I I'm gonna enjoy this time so much that the suckiness is just, I'm going to put up with it, knowing that it's going to suck. Because you're right, we will find out. My ankle was not really hurt.
3: What would have happened if uh, Corey got Lauren pregnant and then they were (laughs) stuck together? Well, I think that sounds like the... How could could that work into the Machado scenario? What could we do to force him to stay with us? uh, Something with him
0: and (laughs) his I think that's what you got to... What's the
2: equivalent of getting him knocked up? Yeah, we got to get Manny knocked up. I think
0: you got to bring Scope into the bedroom for that. (laughs) <laughs> and and but but yeah, or or you you go out there, you sign Cashner, you sign Arietta, you win the World Series, you go all the way with Manny. Now you are kind of talking,
2: yeah. Shoot, if you go all the way yeah, with maybe. Manny, like if we go all the way with Manny, he can walk and I am okay. I am smiling, as <laughs> <Yeah. smiling laughs> oh, yeah. walks away. Go. I mean, seriously.
0: Oh, well, it's it's like the Ravens—they went all the way, won the Super Bowl, got rid of everyone in yeah. the off season. We didn't care for four or five years. Yeah,
2: I promise, if if we go all the way with Manny. We'll, we'll all be left satisfied. I'll say that.
0: Agreed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just stare at Bert for a minute. All right. So, so yeah, I'm. I'm all. So yeah, Manny. we're
0: all excited to see Manny. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten to watch anything yet this spring?
2: I watched the entire game on Sunday. That was televised. that's the game
0: I watched too. Yeah. Uh, fun to see Manny at short.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind it. I think Beckham. Um there a lot of people complain about that infield over there they apparently that infield I heard Tim Beckham talking about it is like a it's like a rock like it's really hard. never it's, heard Manny complain and so at the beginning of the game it's soft and then as the game gets on it gets harder and harder and harder if they don't wet it down uh, but Sunday th-
3: Sunday was the game
2: <laughs> That's when a really a, weird the Red description
0: soccer- but okay they,
2: what, throughout the day it gets harder <laughs> and harder and harder and harder right
0: and then softer and, if they don't wet it down If they hose
2: it down, it softens right. up a little bit. But then after you after you hose it down, it gets harder and harder and harder again. Okay. Okay, I'm going to leave that out there. Sunday
3: Sunday was the game where the Red Sox jumped out to an early lead, and then the
2: yes. offense Like a 6-0 yeah. lead. And, and then yeah. the bats came alive. Yeah, and then we saw Manny Machado. Who started that game? Gabriel Noah. I'm going to get to him later in, in one yeah, of my and, segments. And you know he's gone? Yeah, I'm going to get to him later in one of my segments. But I, I'll give you a little sneak peek at the button for him. <laughs> That's the head being chopped off. Okay, I was going to say, that one doesn't really carry that well if you don't know
0: what the sound is. Well, all right.
2: Um, yeah, but I, I, I've been impressed. I, mean, I don't know I'm impressed. I've been okay with seeing Tim Beckham at third. I think Manny Machado is going to be fine at shortstop. People keep on talking I got a chance to watch. Everyone's excited about Ryan Mountcastle. Right. And I think with good reason, he seems like an exciting young player. But I was curious to see on Sunday watching him, his arm, because people talk a lot about his arm strength from third to first and won't be strong enough. But every time the ball was hit to him, he bobbled it, so he never got a chance to throw it because he had two bobbles Mm -hmm. with the two balls that were hit to him. Yikes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cedric Mullins has been fun to see him on the stat line as far as outfield, to see his range get a little. And surprisingly, he's had no trouble getting the ball in, which was the concern with him was his arm. Well,
2: he had a great spring training last
0: year. C- Cedric Mullins
2: right. kind of put his name on the map. He's
0: struggling at the plate a little this year.
2: But defensively, he's a huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. hes I don't think he's going to be up here this year he's, unless he's like a September call-up. No, he's the Adam Jones
0: replacement. Yeah, if you he's, wanna, he's next year's center fielder.
2: I, I say potential Adam Jones replacement. I think this is right. a big year for Cedric Mullins. Yes,
0: the goal is for him. Yeah. Yes.
2: But a bad year and because he's, he's a fringe prospect. He's not a right. top He's a fringe guy. Right, I think. So yeah. He needs to have a good year for him to even be considered for that Right, Adam we, Jones we've job. got
0: some – I guess as Austin Hayes is even in that run-in, I guess. Yeah,
2: he's not a center fielder. He's a corner outfielder. I mean, that's a problem. We don't have many as center fielders. Center so that's fielders. why so, Cedric Mullins is up there. Yeah, though Adam Jones was probably not a center fielder either at this point. <laughs> right, exactly. But
0: whatever. Yeah.
2: So uh, are there other guys this spring? We're gonna. I have a segment designed for starting pitchers, which we'll get to in a second. But outside of starting pitchers, because just leave that to me, boys. I mean, there's been some guys uh,
0: in the bullpen that have been fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Scott, I think he's pitched three innings and he has three strikeouts. And I don't think he let up any runs yet. I think he's got only one or two hits.
2: Okay, but the question with Tanner Scott, and this will always His be ball the question, control. yeah, is 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 how many walks? I mean, no one doubts that that Tanner Scott can throw strikes. But I mean, look, I'm looking at he's got four strikeouts so far in spring, and
0: no walks. That right. could be right. <laughs> I mean, Tanner Scott's All having right, a pretty good spring.
2: Good. Yeah, that's been good. I mean, uh, he's not a guy that's going to
0: make the opening day roster. Probably not. He's probably not. Probably not because he's he's, not. he's going to be a bullpen guy probably later in the season when yeah. the arms are getting worn out.
2: And I think they see him as a late inning bullpen arm. Yes, they see to him throw as... hundred miles per hour right. working on secondary pitches. But if that's true, like if you're an eighth inning or a ninth that's inning reliever, you can't walk guys.
0: Right, and that's the thing with them. They really want him to get ball control down because they want to see that hundred and five in the ninth. They want well, this guy like to replace that hundred one, like one hundred five. He threw 105 like There's, last week. He didn't throw 105. He what, did. What radar gun was he using? <laughs> Let me look that up.
2: Yeah, 2 million miles per hour. Give me a break. 105. But, yeah, he, he's the guy that's exciting. Another guy was the Rule 5 guy in the bullpen who, who also has been an ex- exciting guy named Orojo uh, who was pitched in. He had three appearances, three innings pitched, three strikeouts, only giving up one hit. And he's got some – he throws up some junk, man. He, he's throwing up some off-speed stuff. I just imagined – a name like and I don't want to stereotype here, but for some reason in my mind, a name like Pedro Arojo, maybe I associate with Pedro Strope. I just yeah. thought him being of like a, a throwing ninety seven. But he was going out there throwing in the low nineties, but a lo- a lot a lot of like like a splitter that was diving into the right handed hitters, um a slider that was going out to to, to, to the right hand and, and uh, a nice change up. He just looked like he had a good repertoire uh, repertoire. Of of pitches uh, that at his disposal. So Pedro Roja, who I think Arojo, who I think going in wasn't has an outside chance of making the squad because he's a real five guy. Right. Uh, he's really helping his stock. We'll we'll see if, uh, right. if he can keep it hit, up. One hit
0: and three innings.
2: Yeah, and and no runs uh, scored and three strikeouts and three appearances. So um, Arojo has looked really good. So. I
0: I don't know where I saw 105. I see 100. Yeah, I see he hit 97. Uh Yeah, on Sunday you throw he 97. 97. You throwing 97. So, I don't But know. It's still
2: early in spring.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I know. No, I don't know why I had that in my head. That's no. clearly wrong. No. I bet maybe at Booy hit 102.
2: <laughs> but even according to him, you can't trust those uh
0: the the uh speed cameras. These cameras. I, you know, I tried to tell the cop the same thing on Route 50. You can't trust this. Yeah, I wasn't going 105. Exactly. Me? Exactly. It was, was clearly going 97. Th-
2: 97. Give me a break here. Uh, a couple guys um, also at, at the plate who's been impressive. Uh, as, as this guy fights for his life as a utility infielder, Luis Sar- Sar- Sardinas has been impressive with the bat. Now, he has seven hits uh, in 19 at bat. So he's been impressive. Tim Beckham has been decent at the plate. Uh, uh, so there's been some, some guys that look good. Hunter Harvey.
0: Yeah. Hunter Harvey looked good. He's yeah. They, they still like every now, every time he, he pitches a little, or every time he's, they take a picture of him throwing the ball. The, uh, Media reporters like to tease that maybe he's in fighting for that fifth slot, but he ain't. Yeah, I, I asked he's, you, a, he's a June-July guy.
2: I asked you nicely at the beginning of this segment to to stay away from starting pitchers because I'm going to go there. Oh, you're counting? You I there. didn't know
0: you were counting Hunter Harvey. Oh, I'm
2: counting Hunter Harvey. He is a potential fifth starter. I got I got no a way. whole paragraph for him. Right. Just, just wait, for, wait it. for it. I'll wait for it because yeah. I was
0: on the bat around this week with Stan Charles I, call, I, talking I about
2: Hunter Harvey. I listened to you talk about Hunter Harvey, and you guys were way off base, by the way, on that. All right, we'll see. You guys see. need to add some intelligence <laughs> to that show. Give me a break. You know who has the
0: highest OPS? I do not know who has the highest <laughs> on-base percentage per plus slugging. Sp- I, I know. It has to be Manny Machado. <laughs> nope. Who is it? It's uh Tim Beckham. No. has the highest OPS. No, he doesn't. According to the on-base plus slugging? Yeah, he doesn't. He has an 864.
2: Yeah. Josh, I just said Manny Machado has oh, yeah, a 1.900 or something. That's right. Ridiculous. All
0: right, the At-Bat app is screwed up. Because Tim Beckham's the head of all of this stuff. He's the head of slugin and OPS.
2: You don't know how to... There's a thing on. on, called filters. Do you know how filters work?
0: Yeah, I've got it right here. Do you
2: know how sorting
0: works? Yeah, I've got it right here. I'm pretty sure that Major League Baseball thinks that Manny Machado is no longer with the Orioles. Okay, so so far we've learned on the show
2: that... Um, in his last start, got hit 105. Hey, here we hour. go. Manny Machado and has also n-
0: Manny Machado has nine hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I talked about yeah. them.
2: We talked about him and Fuego. I, I gave know, them stats, but I finally found them in a. In are one. you here? Am I doing the show by myself, I'm, Bert? Are you
3: hearing this? They don't. Yeah, have- I was gonna say, Matt, Matt, Matt. Who's the better co-host? The one who doesn't talk at all, or the <laughs> one who's giving you false stats? <laughs> this, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know at this point. <laughs> Look, this app is all screwed up. It's like Tim Beckham love all over the place. And it's it's list Manny Machado for hits, and that's the only stat it gives Manny Machado.
2: Can I ask you a question, Josh? What? When you first logged on to that app, bat app, did it ask you who your favorite play- player was, and you selected Tim Beckham? Mm-hmm. And so now it's like that. You know, it does that free, free, the, your favorite team? It has it has Sardinas the as the as the highest batting average on the team. He, I just told you he got off to he's uh, gone off to a good start. All right, can we can you not use that? So anymore yeah, this is totally screwed up as the source up. information.
0: Major League Baseball, yeah. I don't know
2: Those what's up Sar- with that. Sorry, is is off to a good start. And we mentioned Mountcastle is up, up to an impressive start as well. A lot of extra base hits. Um, how how about the signing? What are you guys' thoughts? Of, before I get to my starting pitchers, what are, What are you guys' thoughts on the signings of both Pedro Alvarez, I don't know if we talked about that yet, and Danny Valencia, I know we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that happened yesterday. Oh, my gosh. They signed him yesterday and put him in the game yesterday? Yeah. Uh, he was fun to watch yesterday. Yeah and he's got a neat con- he's got a contract with an opt out at the end of the spring training. Yeah. And he's already told the Orioles that he's taking that option if they don't make him put him on the major league team.
2: Yeah. And I like Danny Valencia. He crushes left-handed hitting. I
0: like him on the bench.
2: The problem with him is he only plays third base. Right. At- the problem with our our infield is Tim Beckham will not take very many da- days off. Manny Machado and John the Scope will take next to no days off as long as they're healthy. They won't take any days off. And then Chris Davis is not going to get a lot lot of days off either. Right. So So,
0: it's injuries is what you need a a bench for.
2: Yeah. And so I could see Danny Valencia, and this is the same as as Pedro Alvarez, as being an injury safety net. But the guy's just here for spring training. I mean, he's trying out for another team. I would like him on my team, but he offers no value defensively, and he's not going to start for you every day. So Danny Valencia offers you very limited value. He can't play short, can't play second, can only play third. So, 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 what are you going to do every every time you're playing a lefty? You're going to put Danny at third and bench Tim Beckham? I don't think you're going to do, do 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 that. So I don't know what you do with Danny Valencia.
0: Right, and and Buck's not the type of guy we've seen it over the last what four or five years that Buck does not use pinch hitters. He always trusts the guys in his lineup that they're going to pull it out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and to the Pedro Alvarez, you know what I would like to see? These are things that will never happen, but I would like to see. Things that will never happen, but I would like to see would be a platoon at DH. That sounds like a new segment. <laughs> a platoon at DH where against righties, Pedro Alvarez hits. Yeah. And against lefties, Mark Trumbo hits. I don't want to watch Mark Trumbo every day. I would rather have a platoon with Trumbo and Alvarez at DH knowing like that kind of hamstrings buck short a little bit because those guys really can't play any positions. Right. So, but I still want to see a platoon with those two guys cuz I like Pedro Alvarez a lot. And I think if he and, only hits against lefties, he can be a good player for. Yeah,
0: them. I'm I'm all right with that as, as long as then you're getting to give a young guy a chance like Austin Hayes out in right field. Well, and my thing is I don't want Pedro
2: Alvarez playing a position either. That's why I want him platooning at DH with Mark Trumbull. Right. Exactly. But again, it will never happen because Mark Trumbull will play every day. Buck knows why.
0: Uh, buck knows why yeah that that, that should be our new section 336 shirt buck knows why buck knows why because because i have
2: no idea why mark trumbull is playing every day um (laughs) yeah i I like how you know what's also interesting is this chancisco watch where you got to keep an eye on that on that chancisco yeah yeah i don't understand this stuff i don't here's my question about chancisco will he ever be a catcher well he's been hyped up for the past hundred years right he can't be That bad a defense. And Buck is disingenuous. He's so disingenuous when he says that he's not here because his defense is not good enough. This is coming from a guy who just signed Pedro Alvarez and Danny Valencia, and then he's going to talk about how Cisco is not good enough defensively, and that you care about defense. You don't sign those guys and let Jared Dyson walk away if you value defense. He doesn't value defense, so stop it. And how bad... Seriously though, how bad is Chance Cisco at defense? No one in baseball steals anymore. Buster only just wrote an article about no one steals anymore because of sabermetric nerds. So no one steals anymore. So it's all just about calling a game and catching. And you're telling me Chance Cisco has been the miners for ten years catching and he still can't catch the ball correctly and call a game? The problem the
0: problem must be the problem must be calling the games and the pitchers well, if trusting him. If, if the pitchers aren't trusting him to, to make the right call, I mean, because you're right. It's not throwing guys out that's going to be the problem. I don't think we we for years we had Matt Weeders and then Caleb Joseph step up and and do really well at throwing guys out. It's just a, such a
2: small part of the game of baseball. It is now. such a
0: small part that it's got to be the calling of the game and the and the catching the, catching the ball. Okay, which is, is. But you're right. I'm with you with. With we've been he's been hyped up for all these years. He he's played he played the entire last year at Triple A.
2: Right. If he can't call a game with confidence, what's he doing here? If he's not ready now, then get him out of being a catcher. Right.
3: And 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 again, there's no. Go ahead. Who who's he who's he going to be calling a game for? Because other than Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gosman, he can't make the other three guys look any worse than they already are. (laughs) So what difference does it make how good at calling a game he is? Because he's got a backup excuse built in. That, oh, I'm well, I'm catching for Mike Wright Jr. What do you expect to happen? Yeah. Yeah, and and
2: um, I'm sorry, but Austin wins. If that's your competition, you can't beat on Austin wins, who I don't know if he, he he's, if he's ever had a hit in any minors league or major league. I don't know if he ever going to hit before. And then Andrew Suzak, who was a guy with a lot of potential but never lived, lived with the potential. I mean, if Chance Cisco. I just can't imagine defensively when he brings so much to the table offensively that he's hurting you that much to not make the starter the the open day roster. I, I just can't imagine a world where this guy is great offensively. He's been a catcher now since 2013. He's been catching in the minors. And so you're telling me after four full seasons in the minors, a full season at AA, a full season at AAA, that after all this year, in his fifth year in the system, that he's still not ready to catch? Then stop. Then 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 what are you doing? He's never gonna be ready to, then then stop. So either play him because he can hit and he's good, or then move him from a catcher because he can't catch after five, six years. Just I don't understand here. I don't I don't understand what they're doing with with uh, with the catcher. With Chan Sisko. I mean what it should be is a platoon with Joseph and Sisko done against all uh righties, Cisco starts against all lefties. Joseph starts. That means Cisco in the end will start a lot more than Joseph, which is what you want. So just do it. Boom. Bam. bam. Thank you, ma'am.
0: Done. Counter controversy over. Well, the one thing they are doing is they're giving Cisco all the chances they can this spring to win this job. He's had six starts already this spring in these spring training games. Uh, 14 plate appearances. He's batting 385. So he's doing his part. The problem is, we as fans, we don't know whatever that defense side is, and and the the, uh, pitch, the pitch receiving, stuff. we don't know what that means. I'm, I'm not I'm not using that bat yeah, as my as team. my stats anymore. He also has a home run this season, and he has thrown out all three runners that have tried to steal. Yeah, Wow. so he's doing his part. Yeah. Question is, we've been hearing. I feel like we felt help for years. He he's getting better. He's becoming this guy, and then six months ago we all thought he was going to be up here by june and then all of a sudden we start hearing all these rumors about he's not good enough maybe they need to move him to second base or or first base or the outfield
2: yeah but isn't there an irony here that this is the same team who started dumb and young a bunch of times in left field it's the same team Uh, who plays mark trumbo in right field like it's not a
0: big deal but the catcher touches the ball every pitch Delman Young in right field doesn't get hit to a ton. He gets hit to, and it can be big moments, and it can be game-changing moments, but it's not every single pitch.
2: I just don't think you can say on one hand you care about defense, trot out Mark Trumbo, and then all of a sudden say you care about defense when it comes to the the, the catcher. Why? Because he touches the ball more? I, I mean, I, 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 don't, I think it's disingenuous, and I think there has to be something else going on here. Or what I think is going to happen is all this talk is nonsense. It's just talk and Cisco is the is the opening day starting catcher. No way. And all the other stuff is nonsense.
0: You gotta put him above Caleb Joseph. Buck likes his guys. Buck's putting Caleb in there. No, no, day.
2: If, no. If Cisco's here, he's 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 the primary if, catcher. If he's here, the he's, one catcher. He's He's
0: he's the, your Sunday special.
2: Oh no chance. If Cisco's a Sunday special, then he's at Norfolk. That's the only way he's at Norfolk. If they want to treat him as a Sunday special, because you know who's a Sunday special? Andrew Sue is that because it's all a Sunday special. Austin nah. wins is a Sunday special. Caleb Joseph should chance be a Cisco, Sunday special. Caleb Joseph is a Sunday special. Chance Cisco is not a Sunday special.
0: All right. I hope that. That'd be fun if Cisco's up here uh, and, and Caleb Joseph's your Sunday guy.
2: Hey, I should mention this. Comment. I'd like that.
0: Any chance they line it up by pitchers? That's
2: what I'm saying. Caleb Joseph gets no.
0: the guys he's used to. Caleb Joseph gets uh, Bundy and Galsman and then uh, Tillman and and Kashner uh, and... Mike Wright Jr. <laughs> get, get uh get I, Cisco.
2: I I guess it's possible, but what makes sense for me offensively at least, Jan Cisco's a lefty, so if you played against right handed pitchers and Caleb is a righty, so you play him against left
0: handed right. I mean, But, but that, I like I like the idea of pairing them with pitchers. Yeah, you just better hope you get the better pitcher.
2: Yeah. Uh we I we, we should have mentioned this when talking about um Manny Machado, J- Jacob reminded me. About the play at home where Manny slid and, and the catcher didn't even attempt to
0: tag him, but the catcher attempted to tag him. Yeah, it was just a catcher, lazy, it was yeah. just a lazy spring training tag.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it, it made me think like when you're Manny Machado and you're that hot, even when you're out by five feet sliding to home and you're still safe, like that's when you know you're freaking on fire. Right, if when it, you're thrown out by five feet and you're still safe. No, it looked like a play. And he just did a normal slide too. It wasn't a special yeah, slide. Yeah, it
0: looked like a Willie Mays Hayes type play. It looked like a ma- a major league play. From the movie, you know? Yeah. But, of course, it's spring training, so the catcher is not trying that hard. Yeah, he was surprised. He was surprised, but, but he wasn't trying that hard. Well, Do that in a regular game, and man- I'll be impressed.
3: Manny Machado is the kind of guy that uh, wants to win every spring training game, and if the Orioles don't win the exhibition game, he's pissed.
0: You think so?
2: Or do you think oh, he's going yeah. back into oh, his yeah. yacht jacuzzi just chilling?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Yacht tub. Yeah, I want to get to some of my thoughts on the on the starting pitchers. All right, let's do it.
0: Little buy or sell,
2: little buy or sell, Jim Cramer style. <clears throat> I got my Jim Cramer buttons here, and I want to get a starting pitcher, starting pitching. So the Orioles currently have three starting pitchers: Bundy, Gossman, and Kashner. So the chase is on, or the race is on. So you're
0: not writing Tillman in there?
2: No, I'm not. All the right. race is on for the final two starting pitchers. You see, I'm going to switch the buttons back like this. I feel like I have more options. You, like you, want, you want me to handle that? No, I got this. Can I just see where the horse race is? Here we go. So let's first talk about our favorite number four, or our fa- the favorite for number four, and that's Chris Tillman. We know how I did last year, right? We all remember that. Fun fact, Whoa, trade wreck. fun fact, last year, 23 people jumped out of the top window of Camden Yards of the Camden Yards warehouse.
0: No, those windows don't open. Of those 23,
2: okay. 22 of them jumped out during a Chris Toman start. No, no, no. Don't let facts get in the way of my story, Josh. And, yeah, I've heard how good Tilly looks thus far, but he has yet to throw in anything more than a simulated game. That's the best he's done so far, a simulated game. So until, until Tilly – actually pitches in a meaningful game. I'm not buying. I am not buying Chris Tillman.
1: Don't buy. Don't buy. Don't buy. Don't buy.
2: Next up, Gabriel Enoa. In two starts, he's pitched in four innings and gave and given up a grand total of 7 runs. <laughs> Most of these occurred yesterday when he did his best Mike Bordic batting practice impression, being out of options he knows and I know and you know and he knows that just he's just two more bad starts away from being off this team.
0: Yeah, we all get it. You know it's bad. Which, you you can't not handle these buttons.
2: That's the headshot for uh, Gabriel No, which brings me to Mike Wright <laughs> Jr. He's got a new pitch, and he's got a new name, but will the cutter and the new name be enough to make us forget about his painful 5.86 earned run average last year? Ouch. I don't know, but in two appearances, he's only given up a total of two hits this spring, leading to his stock rising and making us wonder... If adding and making me wonder, actually, if adding a junior to my name will make me a better podcaster. Speaking of juniors, everyone appears to like what they've seen from Nestor Cortez Jr. Word is the kids got more delivery angles than I got moves in my bedroom. House of pleasure. Oh, and by that, I mean he has more than one delivery angle. Nestor Three, Cortez right? Jr. embodies the crafty lefty mantra as his ball moves more than a serve from Boo in Mario Tennis. Also, he has something all these other potential starters don't have. A left arm. Well, at least a left arm that can effectively be used to throw baseballs. So I'm jumping all in on the Nestor Cortez bandwagon. All aboard! And I'm buying, I'm buying Nestor Cortez. Buy, buy, buy! As our fifth starter. Rounding out our juniors talk, Jose Mesa Jr., who's proven this spring that just having a junior at the end of your name does not make you an effective starting pitcher. In two appearances, he's only been able to get through one and two-thirds inning because he's been lit up. He's been lit up. Finding my machine gun button right there, which sounds like he'd be a perfect fit for this rotation, but this year, I heard they're trying to actually not give up runs. So we still have the chance to make the team, but we're probably not going to keep four rule five guys to start the season so right now, I hate to say it but Jose Mesa jr for that guy
0: <laughs> how much can you drag this out while you look for the is that don't buy don't buy yeah is I was actually
2: I was actually looking for
0: sell sell sell
2: but don't buy works too <laughs> rounding out all the oh, I just talked about jose Mesa <laughs> Miguel. Let's get to Miguel. Miguel, old man Castro, has gotten off to a non-existent start as he's battling tinnitus in both his knees. The house of pain. Good news is that the way he hobbles around restaurants have been giving him the AARP discount without even asking. (laughs) Bad news is he's he's had one start in a B game. And I don't exactly know what a B game means, but if it's anything like my experience coaching middle school basketball boys' team, then half the bench will have to take a potty break at the most crucial point in the game, and half the players on the team have to wear white t shirts with numbers drawn on by sharpies because we ran out of jerseys and I wasn't allowed to cut anybody on the team. Wait, where was I? Oh, Miguel Castro. The man needs to pitch more because while he rests his two arthritic knees, the house of pain, and gets the early bird discount. All the other potential starters are pitching their butts off for a starting job. This brings us to one of those guys, Alec Asher, who has a name more forgettable than one of Burt's special teamers of the week. This is personified in his last appearance that no one remembers because Kevin Gossman looked so dominant to start the game against the Phillies. So so it leads us to, to wonder, if an effective outing happened, but no one saw it or talked about it, did it really happen? Not sure, but what I do know is he's giving up zero runs on one hit and five strikeouts in four innings thus far. So watch out, O's fans. He could be a sleeper to stay woke on. Wait, who was I talking about? Allen? Alec? Alec Asher. Asher, That's that's the guy. That's the guy. So this leaves one other potential starter. But if you think Hunter Harvey is going to be in the Orioles rotation to start the year, you are... Hold on, where's my buzzer? I got to get my buzzer for this one. Wrong. If you think Harvey will come up to save us in June or July, then you are wrong. And if you think Harvey will come up just in September to be an extra bull- bullpen arm, then you are wrong. And really, it's not your fault for thinking Harvey could help us this year. I mean, turn on an Orioles game on Masson. And half the game is spent talking about Hunter Harvey. And the other half of the game is spent talking about the Orioles Hawaiian shirts.
0: (laughs) There was a lot of that talk on Sunday.
2: If Hunter Hunter Harvey ever makes an appearance wearing an Orioles Hawaiian shirt, then uh, Jim Hunter will have another religious experience. But before you go all Jim Hunter on us, let me remind you of recent history with Hunter Harvey. In 2016, he pitched 12 and two-thirds innings. The house of pain. And then got hurt. And then again, 2017, Harvey increased his innings from 12 innings to 18 innings. The house of pain. So let me do some quick math here. That means in over two se- the past two seasons, Hunter Harvey has pitched in just over uh, 12 plus 18, 30 innings. The house of pain. Yeah, hopefully Harvey will be able to throw 70 innings this year. But none of them will be in the Orioles' u- uniform. Uh, so if you want to watch Harvey pitch this year, you better hop on the Bowie Bay Sox train. All
0: aboard!
2: And while you're there, give a big Section three 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 six booyah to front of the show Bay Sox annou- announcer Adam Pole. A booyah? Big booyah. That's the Kramer thing. Okay. There's not a button for it. He just says it all the time. Gotcha. Booyah. Booyah. All you right. don't watch any Kramer? Booyah. Not in many years. All right, I guys, know he was still on TV. He's still on TV every night. MSNBC, no, not MSNBC. What's the um, CNBC? Six o'clock every night. All
0: right. oh My All favorite, right. my favorite part of Kramer is when he pauses while he looks for his buttons. Yeah, does That's that happen? I show. hope that happens with Kramer
2: because <laughs> uh, it happens with me. His buttons are a lot bigger than I. You need to get me some huge buttons. I can. Place. You need some physical buttons. Like yeah. He,
0: he's got the big round, like physical buttons. Yeah.
2: You should have some big round physical buck buttons. If that, you did I mean, this, you if you did this whatever. more
0: often, I'd build you a button board. All right.
2: I should have so my own button board, button though, butter. with like Buck Showalter and other people instead of uh, stealing Kramer's buttons.
0: Okay. All right. Just find the quotes, and we'll make you a button board. There. Uh, anyway, but that guys. That would have been a good idea before the segment. Anyway, guys, that's that's kind of my breakdown of what
2: I've seen so far in starting pitching. Uh, anything to add? Comments, thoughts, views, observations, opinions on
0: that? So who are you putting in as four and five?
2: So, so I'll tell you who, who I'm, 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 I'm buying more. His stock is going up. I would... Buy a small amount of stock in Mike Wright Jr. I would buy a lot of stock in Nestor Cortez Jr. And I would also buy some stock in Al Asher. Those right. are the three guys I'd like to buy. So, far. so you're,
0: you're out on Tillman?
2: I haven't seen Tillman. You're, okay, you're, so hold, a hard hold on Tillman until we see him know. do something.
0: I think, I think my, my trust in Tillman is the same as my trust in Cortez's arm angles. It looks good in photos. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see how it actually plays out.
2: But, so, but from what we've seen so far this spring training, the most impressive guys in spring training has been Al Asher, Nestor Cortez j- 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 Jr., and, um, and and Mike Wright Jr. Mike Wright Jr. Yeah. Um, the most unimpressive guys have been Gabriel Noah and Jose Mesa j- j- Jr. Yep. And we're we're talking about four innings, so it's kind of silly to even talk about. But it's we we've we're a third talk through the spring. It. We're third through the spring training. So. Right. You got 2 thirds left to it to impress us and that's kind of a, right. where, where all, I see
0: All we can do is based on what we see. Yeah, and
2: Chris Tillman and M- M- Miguel Castro hasn't haven't been given the chance yet. And and Chris Lee was another guy that was originally going to be on the list, but now Chris Lee has already been fitted for his Norfolk Tides hat. Like uh, Chris Chris Lee had some uh I don't know what he had, some oblique or something. Right. But he had an injury and was sent down to Norfolk, so he's, he's already out of the running. Yep. So
0: those guys are left. Alec Asher, no one has said a word about Alec Asher. If you look at news... Cause, because we've all we've been down that road, and Alec Asher, if you're going to write me a story about Alec Asher, then that's, that was last year. That was, he had his chance last year to prove himself in the majors. But
2: you'll find stories. You can say the same thing about Mike Wright Jr. Because he's, he, he's, he's, uh,
0: he's tricking everyone with the junior. He added the junior this off season, and he's he, everyone's forward. And
2: people are talking about his cutter, and
0: uh, all I want to know is, I guess this off season, Mike Wright Senior adopted him. How do you become a junior mid season, mid year? I mean, like aren't you born a junior. I
2: don't know. I mean, Bert's the third, but he doesn't go around ta- talking about it. Bert, have you ever thought about
0: dropping the the third in there more often? Well, the third you'd be a trip, right? Wouldn't third people be trip, or you just go you Bert go Brody, the third, Bert the third?
3: Yeah. I mean, I I assign it as part of my official signature, and when I uh, when you're yeah, asked for section three hundred and thirty six autographs, yeah, yeah, when I sign baseballs and things, you know, um, the occasional jersey, um, but hey, child's
0: glove,
2: but uh, a, a, a tootsie roll, no, I a, a a what was it a fruit roll fruit, fruit up. roll
0: up a schedule
2: a tootsie yes. roll would be challenging to sign your name on.
3: <laughs> Ask uh, Rocky Coppinger.
2: Yeah, I. But but Bert, I would imagine like let's say in the accounting business, you had a couple, of, uh, uh, maybe two or three rough accounting seasons, and you want to switch things up, that might be an option to introduce yourself to people as Bert the Third, and maybe right. they'll they'll forget that this right. guy screwed up the past couple. <laughs> or of years. Or if you
0: want to go do your own podcast and not be associated with Yeah P36, you should you're take Bert the Third, embrace Bert the Third. Yeah, that's
3: true. I would. Yeah, that would that would be a major disassociation. I would also drop the zany. Um, and also if I had one or two bad accounting seasons, I think I'd probably start looking for a new job.
2: Oh, oh. Shots fired Mike, at Mike, Wright? Wright. Mike Wright Jr. Should find a new job.
3: Oh, ouch. Just saying. Well, in the accounting business, you can't afford to have one or two bad seasons. Cause then you, that just makes you a bad accountant in baseball. I, it makes you average. I think Mike Wright is a, he's a, yeah, he's a bad pitcher. He, yeah. he, you have to have at least one good season. To even hope that you can be a good pitcher, right? Because what, then what else have you showed us other than that you can be good against other subpar baseball players?
2: You can throw the ball hard? Yeah, yeah, maybe, I don't know.
0: Maybe it was the weight of his jersey and getting those extra two letters on there is making him feel a little better.
2: Yeah.
3: That's why you can't put too much stock even in spring training numbers because who are they playing against? Right. Right. Are they right, you're always playing against the
0: road think. team, which is the B squad for the other team.
3: Right. Yeah. Let, it, let me see how Alec, let me see how Alec Asher does against the Yankees starting lineup.
0: Yeah, it's true. And that's true for
2: hitters right. too. Like hitters, it's random, like random luck The draw who you're hitting against. Cause if you were in the game on Sunday, you kind of got screwed. If you were in the beginning for a Noah, you, 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 you were good, but you kind of got screwed if you were in there on the seventh, eighth and ninth, cause you had to face Darren O'Day, Brad Brock and Tanner Scott. So you right. kind of got screwed for being in late in the game. And, and usually it's the opposite. Well, where the scrubs coming in at the end of the game uh, on right. Sunday, the, the Orioles stud bullpen guys came in. At the end sure. Of the game.
0: Yeah. I've seen Tillman and Kashner have had their simulated games against Trumbo as the big hitter. And we all saw lots of people who pitch up against Trumbo last year. It wasn't impressive.
2: Yeah. If you gave me a lineup full of Trumbos and Chris Davises, I might be able to win the Cy Young.
3: Um, the, the guys who are making the decisions on these uh, borderline bubble guys who may or may not make the opening day lineup. I've, they they must look at far more than just what their numbers are oh
0: yeah yeah the they're looking at
3: receiving in spring training
0: yeah they're looking at rotation and ball placement not what the other team does to it well, well
2: i think what the other team does to it like it, the fact that they crush you know like the way that he oh, did, yeah, that has some says effect on something it. about it
0: well that shows that he has bad poor ball release or whatever or ball angle whatever it's, it is a lot where of stuff the, right you can't it's, see the ball coming properly what, they're it could, seeing it dead they're seeing it dead eye
2: again it could be a lot of things right how how much is the fastball sinking i know you know it needs that fastball to sink is the fastball right. not sinking where is he locating the fastball like all those things right. are, are but, factors
0: but, but but uh but buck and uh, mcdowell they're seeing these <laughs> pictures a whole lot more than we're seeing and a whole lot more than the the reporters are seeing a whole lot more than the stat books are showing yeah they've got a whole lot more to, to i go hope with so. than what we've got
3: I haven't seen a single game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, but right.
2: but the, the but the the reason that this is a conversation is because normally what you're able to do is say, no matter, like Dylan Bundy has had a horrendous spring training, but yep. no one's really freaking out yet because it's Dylan Bundy and he was great last year.
0: Remember Chris Tillman had a horrible. Who is it that had the horrible spring? It wasn't Tillman because he was still rehabbing last year. Hyunsoo Kim. Kim Kim didn't get any hits. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When we were he didn't
2: get any hits when uh, his first year there. But and the si- sign of things to come and now where is he? Back in Korea.
0: Um but You see you see who his favorite baseball player is? The guy who he they they asked him in Korea, they asked him well who he liked most playing with. Uh
2: I don't know who. Who'd you say? M-
0: Mark Trumbo. Mr. Fun, oh, Mr. Really? Personality. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yikes.
2: <laughs> I wonder if he's kinda of trolling the trolling Korean the media trolling the media. Bit. Um but 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 no. The reason we have to have this conversation is how does how is each pitcher looking? Is because normally what a baseball team does. This is how baseball teams work. They sign them before the season. You trust a guy based on what he's done the past three, four, five years. Like pitchers come in with track records. Like if Alex Cobb was giving up five runs a game, no one would be freaking out because it's Alex Cobb and he's been fine for the past five years. So he'll probably be fine again this year. But we have a bunch of guys like Nestor Cortes and Mike Wright and Gabriel Noah and Jose Mesa Jr. who have next to no, tr- some, in some cases no, in some cases very little, track record to go on. And so we have to kind of make these guesses as Bert's talking about because the track record, which is, more tr- which is a better, I think, predictor of success is someone's track record over years as opposed to four innings pitched. Right.
0: And then you normally don't have Two slots up in the air in the middle of spring training, as far as having only three pitchers in your uh, in your lineup that you know are the guys that have their spots secure. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and people think Chris Tillman already has a job. Fine, I, I still want to see the guy pitch before I I lock him up in that number four four spot. I,
0: I think he has it secured because Buck likes his guys.
2: Yeah, I, I still don't. I think if he goes out there and struggles, I don't think he's. I well, guarantee to do it.
0: Right, and they said he's looked good in the simulations.
2: I would, for, for kicks and giggles, I would like to see the Orioles try to keep four Rule 5 guys. That There's no way that's ever happened before. Where no, a team no. Has kept four you can't do that. Rule 5 guys. I think that would be hilarious. I, I hope think they do it. I, there's openings in the bullpen and in the starting rotation. They could do it, and I hope they do because I think it would be hilarious.
0: I, although at least it's looking like they'll have to keep Cortez. Yeah. You would think.
2: Yeah, because he's a lefty too. All, all I'm saying is I'd rather have bums I don't know than bums I know. So if you give me a choice between Gabriel Noah and Jose Mesa Jr., I'll take the bum I don't know over the bum I know. Because I know Gabriel Noah is a bum. Jose Mesa, he's probably a bum, but I'd rather watch him because I haven't seen him be a bum for as long as I've seen Gabriel Noah be a bum. That's my logic on why we should keep four rule five guys, which
0: would be ridiculous. i I'm, bum lover. I'm still trying to hold out hope that they can sign one of these guys out there. Because well, they've got the money. And that's my only logic. My only logic I can go with is I see the money,
2: and and their prices must be coming down if they haven't signed yet. So yeah. the the big three.
0: But the only problem Liam, is. Arietta Cobb. The only problem is, as their price comes down, it means more, even more people are interested. So yeah, their price can come down and it can come into the Oriole territory. But then the Phillies are going to be right in that price range. The Nationals are going to be right in that price range, you know. Yeah, all of baseball is waiting for their price to come down. doesn't mean it's going to hit the Orioles' price tag.
2: I don't know if all of baseball is. They're, this whole the whole American League, this is what gives me hope. The whole American League sucks. I mean, right. last year, do you guys know, the, the Orioles missed out in the playoffs um, last year. Did you guys know that they missed out in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, something about a sucky September.
2: Yeah. Last year, there were, um, as traditionally happens in baseball, five teams make the playoffs. All right? You have the three division winners and two wild card winners. And do you know how many teams in the American League were over 500 in the American League had a record over 500 in the American League?
3: Uh,
0: how many? Enlighten us. Five. All right. Five.
2: So if you were over 500. You, you made it. the playoffs. Right. I mean, Minnesota, I think, was the second wild card team, and they and they had a they had a 85 right. wins, and that's and that's how it's been 85 the, wins,
0: and that's how it's been the past few years. That's why you you look at this. You look at this team every year and say, if you can get to 500 and get a little lucky, you have a shot.
2: If you, I mean, if you just look at it, in the West, Oakland Athletics, they suck. They're rebuilding. The Texas Rangers, they suck. They're rebuilding. The Seattle Mariners, they always win 78 games no matter what. They'll sign whoever that you want. They're going to win 78 games. The Los Angeles Angels, um, they've sucked for the past five years. Are they going to be a completely different team with Otani? I don't know, but I don't see them winning 100 games. Then the, uh, the Astros, they're good. That's one good team in that division. I actually think the Angels are going to be pretty good, but the Angels aren't going to win 90 games. Then if you look at the Central, Detroit, rebuilding, they suck. White Sox, rebuilding, they suck. Royals, rebuilding, they suck. So then in that division, you the only Rangers. have the, the Twins and Indians. Twins and Indians. Right. Yeah, the Twins and Indians. The right. Twins so are pretty both, good, and the Indians are, are those, great.
0: Yeah, both of those are good teams, so yeah, they'll be up there. But so
2: far, I've had three good teams in all the American League. And all then right. you go to the American League East, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they sucked last year. So I have a hard t- – and they haven't made any big signings right. this year. So uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay Rays. They've full, sold everyone. Full rebuild mode Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. So then you're left with the Orioles, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Right. So the Yankees, the Red Sox are, are, are two good teams. Right. So right now I see in the American League four good teams. The Astros, the Indians, the Yankees, the Red Sox. The Twins, the twins. are are in the middle. The Twins are going to be in there. And then everyone
0: else sucks. Right. Which so is- so in my beat the Twins,
2: and you're in the playoffs.
0: Right, but that's the point Is is – Show me what you've done this offseason to tell me that you can get to beat the Twins. It's the same discussion we always have. They've got
2: they've got the bats, but I don't know if the American League has ever been down like this. Like it has been the past. Sure, years. it was
0: three years ago when we won. Or four years ago, whenever we won the the, it's down every other year, and, and that, then the Orioles do pretty good.
2: I think there's something here about the whole league's tanking. Everybody wants to get the last pick. Everyone's a race to hundred losses. Oh,
0: it's it is it is similar now to the NBA where teams are trying to tank. And this everyone is, saw it's a Major League Baseball is a copycat league. And everyone saw Houston rebuild in five years. They saw the Sports Illustrated cover three, four, five years ago predict that the Astros would win. And they said, well, let's rebuild our farm system and do the same thing.
2: Yeah. And well, because you mentioned Alec Cobb and Arietta and Lynn, how everybody wants them. Well, I'm we're ignoring, Everyone, everyone we're, wants
0: them short term.
2: We're ignoring the, the National League. I don't know if everybody wants I mean,. Because if you are trying to lose, why would you want Alex Cobb? So the only teams that I could see even even one of them in the American League are the teams that are in contention: yeah. like Red Sox, Yankees, Angels, Astros, Indians, and Twins. And so all of a sudden, and then that's not even taking into account the pitching needs for those teams. But I am just saying, right? Uh, Two thirds of the teams have no interest in Alex Cobb because they want to lose,
0: right? Sure, but we know the Nationals are interested. We know the Phillies are interested. Yeah, they're they're, the twins, they're interested. Twins, but, Indians are interested.
2: Yeah, but not the whole league.
0: No, of course not. And there is
2: three guys, right?
0: The question so is – I don't want we, all three.
2: I just want one of them.
0: Are we so interested? give me one of them. Are we interested? Yeah. We're, we're
2: out there. <laughs> Our names and mentioned. The question is – you have interest. And,
0: <laughs> I, I, and I, think it, I think what Major League Baseball has learned is they're not giving pitchers long-term contracts. They're not, they don't even want to go four years with these guys. And I think it's not a money issue. I think it's a year issue that these pitchers want to be secured for four years. And everyone's kind of like, uh, let's talk three. I'd really like to do two. Maybe we can meet in the middle at three. I mean, the Orioles
2: right now are on a one-year mode, and then yes, who knows what. So, I mean, I I I understand their perspective of they don't know where their team, their franchise, will be in three years.
0: I know, I understand that too. But you would hope that you bring in one of these guys for three years, they do really well this year, and you can off them. Yeah, as in trade them, not behead them like your buttons.
2: Yeah, or you get the other situation. (laughs) With Ubaldo Jimenez or Wade Minor. Right, and that's the scary part. Or is you bring a guy in. Everyone he, else you've he craps. signed. Giovanni Gallardo.
0: Right, you don't want to crap the bed. Yeah. But it, it'd it be. But
2: I mean, if you just look at the the way the, the American League is going to shape up this year, it makes it even more frustrating to think about because you think Alex Cobb, that could be the guy to to, to, to get us over the top. Um, and every time you go back right. and have to watch a Gabriel Noah pitch. And I think one of these guys is going to surprise us. I don't know who it is Alec you Noah. I think one of these guys is surprised. I think but, it's I think it's Tillman.
0: I think Tillman's yeah. the surprise. I think he has a nice bounce back year, and I'm excited about that. I think everyone's
2: that. assuming that's already happening, and I'm I don't think that'll happen at all. I'm, I, I'm going. I think off. if you're putting your eggs in Chris Tillman as your number four, if you're putting your eggs in that basket, you're going to be disappointed. Have we
0: covered Kashner teaching Gosman the uh, sinker? I don't know and that going in and how, yeah, I think I mentioned it, that seems to be helping them out
2: yeah i don't i don't know how much stock to put in that but i guess
0: yeah, i don't know either. it's good i except what i do put stock in that is a veteran presence in our in our rotation a veteran presence with our pitchers and i like that a guy who can win talking to our pitchers i like that
2: are there are there secret ways to grip sinkers now that no one knows about i, I don't know but I, there's I, a mentality I just, I just assumed everyone used that grip baseball that you can get at like toys r us where it tells you how yeah. to grip the curve, blue for and see a curve. fastball, green yeah. for a curve. I assume that's how all starting pitchers learn all their pitches, and so there's no secrets here.
0: I think that I think pitchers are weird people. I think if you look at anyone that puts on a baseball uniform, your weirdest guys are your pitchers.
2: You know what's weird? John Lester. You see his. <laughs> you see him pitch the other day, John Lester. Of course, he's weird. This guy still can't throw to first base. A guy, a guy hit a ball right back to him. He cannot throw. He can pinpoint, paint the corner pitching, right. but he can't throw from the mound to first base. If they got this new thing, are you aware of what he's doing this year? This year they're trying to bounce pass, where he's literally trying to skip it pitchers. On, on a bounce pass to first base because he can't throw it overhand to first base. That's insane to me. That blows my mind that John Lester can't throw it to first base. Yeah, pitch-
0: pitchers have so many mental problems. Every pitcher has is weird. Every pitcher has an issue. And they somehow got to zone it all out to focus. I mean, pitchers, teams, we we saw the push with uh with all the stats and hiring young guys. The soon the pitching staff is going to have a a psychiatrist in the bullpen with with the pitchers.
2: All right, is that is the, is that
0: psychiatrist able to dispense drugs? Uh, that would be a good point. <laughs> that could help, but at least to get the guys to focus, and because there's so much men- mental. And it's so its so much of a mental game. The pitcher on the mound, you can so overly think what to throw, what else is going on in the game, be so you distracted by the guy on first put base. But a
2: psychiatrist there to have them think less.
0: I want a guy that can teach like. him how to focus. Yeah. That can that can get them to their special place.
2: Yeah. A couple of things, comments from the chat room as we wrap up here. Uh, Jacob says, "You guys gonna touch on the Ravens trying to sign, uh, or tra- I guess I mean really trade for no. Jarvis Landry, or we cover that in film study. Yeah, Josh will cover that in film study don't, this week.
0: Don't believe it until it happens. Yeah, but we'll, we'll,
2: are you still doing the film study show?
0: Uh, yeah, we'll have a new show right before the draft. So I think that's another month. I think the draft's at the beginning of nice April.
2: All right. Well, yeah. Be be sure to follow film studies. Taylor in for yeah. all your yeah. That show's going to be staying uh, Ravens talk."
0: We're just not gonna get nerd out at rumors, so we're not doing a show. No, though, well.
2: though, real quick. If they
0: if they do make a trade for Landry, we'll pop on with a special show. I
2: I just from reading tweets, I'm all in on the DJ Moore bandwagon, uh, Maryland Turp wide receiver. He wants has, the
0: fridge back, right? Who, no, no,
2: fridge. he he had an awesome combine. So they're, they're talking about he, his draft stock is yeah it's rising is, it's I, I rising like, high
0: I like the idea of him in Baltimore so I'm
2: all on the DJ even though I I don't know I can't tell which receiver will be good and which receiver will be bad clearly the Ravens can't either but uh, I'm all in on the DJ more bandwagon um, Dave wants to know for future planning when will there be a Section Thirty Six outing at Camden Yards uh, we are going to have a Section Thirty Six outing Camden Yards I assume this year like we do every year yeah we will dates to be determined.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking Hawaiian shirt night based on your conversation earlier today.
2: Oh, and there's been some talk, uh, Jimmy, actually, in the chat room. Funny you said that. Said I vote Hawaiian shirt night.
0: All right, so there's I'll, been some chat I'll, room I'll about that. I'll call our ticket guy and see if we can work that out.
2: Yeah.
0: When is that? It's in June. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's a good point. Remember, Bert's got his travel schedule that we got to always work around. Your vacation home.
3: Uh, I mean, you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sounds good, Bert. Thanks for chiming in there. All right, well, let's let let us get out of here, Bert. We appreciate you hang, Bert. You you hung with us throughout. The, you didn't drop at all. Your your face was beautiful and clear for the most part.
3: <laughs> I was making faces was the bad just bad, just so you down, wouldn't accept my screen. All
0: I, I right, Right as I said sure. that, you uh, you break up on them. June thirtieth is Hawaiian shirt night. All right, we'll talk about that. Hey, it's only the first thirty-five thousand fans. They're doing that stupid thing where not Ooh. everyone gets it. That's lame. I'm not going to that game then. I boycott it. We'll, we'll make it a three through six night, and guess who won't get a shirt? Probably me, because yeah. I don't like getting in those lines.
2: <laughs> you got to know which gate to go to, and, I'm,
0: and I'll throw a fit on, Monday, on the Monday after. Don't worry about that.
2: Just stick with me. You got to know what gate to go to. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, boys and girls. Make sure to write us a review on iTunes. We love to get those five star reviews on iTunes, and it helps other people find Absolutely out about right. Section Three Thirty Six. To yeah. so go ahead and do that, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Twitter at Section Three Thirty Six Show. You can also posted follow- a new picture on
0: Instagram tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, post a new picture on awesome. I look forward to opening up no. my trying to Instagram to app and look at that. Trying to remember how to do that. You can also oh, did you do an Insta story?
0: No, I don't know what that is. Don't confuse me.
2: You can also follow us uh, on Facebook. Just search for Facebook. Section 336. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Roadie. You can
0: follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks
2: for listening, boys and girls. And as always,
3: go O's. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance.
1: Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR.
3: Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery.
1: (laughs) Wait, are you promoting me?
3: Congrats, Martinez. Doctor,
1: that RV's flatlining.
3: Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing.
1: So you're just promoting everyone now.
3: Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.